Welcome to the Whistle Way Podcast. My name is Kyle Whistle, your host with Whistle Realty Group and EXP Realty in San Diego. My name is Brian Kochi, the marketing director here at Whistle Realty Group. The goal of the show is to give you the tools, techniques, and tactics that you need to go out there and crush it in your business, whether that be real estate, mortgage, or really just any business out there. And we want to do this in 30 minutes or less. We want this to be the podcast that you can listen to from start to finish on your way to work, on your way home from work, uh, or just while you're out taking a walk with the kids or the dog. Uh, if you enjoy the show today, we'd love it. If you're listening on a podcast platform, if you can hook us up with a review on there, we would really appreciate it. And if you're watching us on YouTube, if you can hit that little thumbs up, hit the subscribe button, and hit the little bell to get notified of future episodes. Uh, we're trying to drop as many episodes as we can. Brian, we recently got recognized by Inman as one of the top five uh, video influencers to watch in yeah. 2021, which is pretty cool. So congrats. Congrats to you. Yeah. Which I'm actually, I'm grateful for And looking at the other the other in the top five, it's it's great company. Yeah. We're um, the only one that's not a luxury agent. So yeah. we're not there because we shoot videos of fancy ass houses where which I would love to do we add value and I'm I'm really excited for 2021 and that's part of what we're going to talk about today is kind of our strategy I felt when COVID hit we took a turn and away from doing as much video as we did before and did more virtual tours and trying to figure out other ways we can market ourselves to kind of the the COVID friendly environment while maintaining video but not nearly as much as we did the year before um, and this year, I'm really excited to push video super hard again, um, get you back out and, and doing a, a ton more video. So I'm stoked for it. Cool. The way that we like to run this show is rather than guessing at what it is that you want to hear about, we just listen to you uh, and the questions that you ask us. If you have a question you want to ask and have us answer here on the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com, thewhistleway.com, ask your questions, subscribe to the YouTube channel or the podcast. You can join our referral network for all the people leaving California. Or leaving um, San Diego. Or just leaving San Diego. Yeah, but I mean, if you're leaving San Diego, might as well get out of the state. Like, <laughs> you're not going to leave here and go to Fresno, right? Like, well, it's, it's not going to happen. I was about to talk shit about Fresno, but <laughs> sorry, Jason. I did it for you. Uh, you can also join our Facebook group, The Whistle Way, and find out about upcoming events like our Media Mayor Mastermind, where right, Brian and I are going to teach how the hell did we make it to the top five list with Inman. Um, for video influencers. So it's a class 16 hour course uh, where we go super, super deep into everything we've learned over the last six years of cranking out videos together. Uh, so you can do all of that at thewhistleway.com. All right, Brian, what do we got today? So today I want to talk about kind of our strategy. I want to get where your head's at. I want to share where my head's it's at. A scary place to be. I know. Um, but this is a good kind of, I was telling Tom, this is a really good chance for me to get to talk with you because uh, I haven't seen you in about a week and a half um, to really kind of hear your thoughts on where we want to go with social in 2021. I've got some things that we've been trying out that I want to share with you and kind of uh, head that way. So right. do you have any ideas that you, where you want to go with social in 2021? Where do I want to go with social in 2021? Um, I think brand is more important than ever. I think Good. that is going to be a, a primary focus for us yep. in 2021 is really building out our brand. Um, both within the agent community and within the local community. I think brand is more important than ever in both of those. Um, I think that it's very important within our local community because uh, everybody knows, I, I don't know if it's effective like this week or when, but I know Zillow is technically becoming a brokerage in Q1. Uh, I know that Zillow is going to start receiving IDX feeds directly from MLSs in Q1. So they're going to have way more accurate data. They're going to have more data than they've ever had before. 
And if you want to get in front of your consumers before Zillow, the way that you're going to do that is with brand. And kind of to add to that, one of the things that we're doing right now is looking at the areas that we're spending money at with Zillow. Because we obviously, we've talked about this in previous podcasts. We spend a lot of money with Zillow. Uh, if you can't beat them, join them type thought. Um, we're looking at where we're running ads in Zillow right now. Point Loma, Santee, El Cajon. And we're doing either community spotlights there or when we run our ads, we're running ads in those zip codes as well as best we can um, or, or making content specific to that. So it's going to reinforce our brand. They see us on Zillow and then they see us running ads in those areas. It's going to reinforce that we are the kind of knowledge broker of that area. For sure. Yeah, you've, you've got to have brand. I think far too many people have lost sight of the importance of brand. Like, I mean, let's let's stick with the Zillow thing, for example, right? When somebody goes on Zillow and there's that little box where they get to fill out and ask a question and either ask a question about the property or just say, I want to go see the property. Traditionally, there's four names and faces that are on there. Well, if I'm a consumer and I go there and I recognize one of those brands and I don't recognize the other three, guess which one I'm going to click, right? Exactly, yep. So it's, that's just one example of where brand's going to matter, right? Even if they make it to Zillow, maybe you didn't intercept them before they got to Zillow, but they get to Zillow and now they, they got a question and they scroll down like, oh, that's the girl. That's the guy that, you know, I'm always seeing, whether it be in video or postcards or billboards or whatever the case is, like or all the that's above. the person that I'm seeing everywhere. That's who I want to work with. Because who wants to go on there and be like, never heard of this person but i mean i guess let's see what happens like that doesn't work that way right they're going to want to work with the person that's established themselves as a credible brand in that community and that's the name or the the face that they're going to click on and so i want to do like a quick two minute rundown of because we, we talk about brand a lot but i think people that are coming into it get kind of confused and i like to break it out into branding and advertising or they're, they're both kind of the same but we have direct response and we have branding. Yeah. Kind of explain each one real quick. Yeah. So branding is essentially becoming a brand or a name that people come to know, like, and trust. So think um, of like Nike, just do it. They're not calling, they're not, they don't have an ad that say, go to Nike.com, click the shop and order two pairs of shoes. Well, they do. They do. But those ads that are, you know, showing some track star running through the middle of the desert, you know, super fast. That's a branding yep. play. A lot of the ads that you're seeing out there are branding plays. Another um, good billboards, branding. I mean, billboards, for example, are a hardcore branding play. Yep. Like I've tried running billboards with calls to action. It doesn't work very well. Billboards are a strong, strong, strong branding play, yep. but they're a weak direct response play. You could try to combine the two together, but you're going to see a pretty weak response with that direct response side of it. Mailers so you, too. You run a heavy... Now, Miller, mm, you can have can some direct response. Yeah, yeah Miller, Miller's <laughs> going to have a little bit of both. But the key is if you can build the brand to where people recognize that brand and they're like, oh, that's the the guy, that's the girl that you know is, is synonymous with this community. Now what happens is when you run your direct response marketing, maybe it's a Facebook ad. Maybe it's a pay-per-click ad. Maybe it's you're running money on the portals on Zillow, right? Now when they end up, when now they do that search on Google and they see your brand in the top of those results, they're like, oh, I know that. They click that. So brand will help increase. It will lift the response rate 
of all of your direct response marketing. So direct response marketing would be Facebook ads. It could be pay-per-click well, ads. Facebook it could be ads, that like lead gen ads. Lead gen ads, yeah. Yep. Um, you know, postcards, those are, you know, direct response. Like that direct, even, you know, we could say that uh, um, expireds too, right? Think about you're calling an expired and you call and it's like, hey, it's, it's Bob Smith with Bob Smith Realty. And they're like, who? But then you call and you're like, hey, it's Kyle Whistle with Whistle Realty Group. Like, oh, Kyle, he's the guy who just did the food drive. He's the guy who just did the clothing drive. He's the guy who just picked up my Christmas tree. He's the guy I see on the billboards. He's the guy that I get the mailer from all the time. He's the guy that I always see doing volunteer work with the community service. And he runs that nonprofit. And they're like, oh, hey, what's up, Kyle? Right now, it changes things mm-hmm. when you make that phone call. So that's where brand is important. I think too many agents forget about the importance of brand. And they just get hooked on that drug of like pay money, get leads. And that's cool, but like what happens with you're on Zillow and they flip your market to flex like they did in Phoenix and in some other markets. Like if you were reliant on that source and that source goes away, like shit, what do you do? Now you gotta go try to find another source and hopefully it's as good as the source that you want, but it might not be. Like, is that where you wanna be? I don't know. So a couple couple clarifications, um, or I guess examples is kind of where where I'm going. So if you have a video that is on Facebook or YouTube that says, hire me, I'm the best, this is my, um, the seven things we do, that's more of a direct response ad where you can do, hey, here I am, Kyle, interviewing the local co- coffee shop, here I am introducing this community, here I am, am just as a human, that's more of a branding play. Yeah, and I, cool. I would say like of the other, the top four above us on that Inman list, those guys run they do some amazing videos. Tim Smith, number one, like he literally runs a film company that's disguised as a real estate company. Like, let's be honest. But those videos of these amazing properties, those are more brand than direct response. Like the teach me how to Duffy video. Like if you watch that video, it's like four minutes long. It shows the house for like a 10th of the video, maybe right. 90% of that video is just a badass video. That's building brand. That's not a direction. People aren't seeming like, Oh, I saw these guys rapping in Duffy's. I want to buy that house. I actually but think they was, did sell that house with the help of that video. <laughs> Maybe. But the majority of the time, these badass listing videos are far more of a branding play. They're establishing you as like the luxury brand. Yep. The the girl or the guy that knows how to, you know, market a luxury home. Are people truly buying properties off videos? Sure, it might happen once in a while, but I would argue that those videos are 90% brand and maybe 10% direct response. Most everything's gonna be a little bit of both. Yep. But those you know, lus- those luxury listing videos are way more brand than they are direct response. So, okay, good. So branding. Yeah, I'm good with you on that. I love okay. branding. Branding is the most fun stuff for us to do um, yeah. because it's it's the creative and it's it's fun. All right, wh- what else do you see in terms of social? Where are we going? Right. I mean, you can't not talk about Clubhouse right now. Yep. Like you have to talk about Clubhouse. Sorry, if you're on an Android, like I hope. That the FOMO of not being able to be on Clubhouse finally gets you off your Android <laughs> and onto an iPhone. Like, I really hope that you're finally like, okay, I give up, guys. I'm going to get an iPhone so I can actually have all the latest apps and be a part of the ecosystem, hopefully. Because um, if you're on Android, you're not on Clubhouse. I got to find some old clips of you talking shit about Android <laughs> or uh, shit about iPhone. I've got to find it because I think I it's so funny. I had a very legitimate reason to stick with Android. 
and it was the removable battery. That was about sure. as soon as the remove. I told everybody the reason I'm still on Android is it has a removable battery. Sure. My battery's dead. I just take the one out, put a new one in. I'm back to 100%. That was why I stayed with Android as long as I did. Anyway, carry but on. Clubhouse. Clubhouse. <laughs> so if you haven't used Clubhouse yet, it's the hottest app out today, um, specifically in the real estate space. Um, for example, I was on uh, in a room this morning with Grant Cardone, right, who's now a reality TV star and, you know, massive, massive speaker, real estate investor, all of that. Uh, Glenn Sanford, right, and runs a multi-billion dollar brokerage at eXp and, and all these other billionaires and just massive people in this room. And I'm getting to basically sit in a conversation in a room full of billionaires. Like, this is insane. Yeah. Right? Like, where else could I do that? I don't have access to be in that room. But Clubhouse lets me eavesdrop into that room and or participate and ask questions. Our boy William Tong is in the room moderating this conversation. William's a, of a course realtor he is. up in L.A. I love that, dude. This dude is in anything you talk about Clubhouse, you got to talk about William Tong or, or, or Zachary Faust. Yeah, I mean, these guys, they're, <laughs> they're all over it. I don't know how the hell they're selling any houses because they're in there for like 10 hours a day. But I don't know when they sleep. They're building massive brand in Clubhouse. Um, so it's essentially an app where you can go in and um, – People can, you know, build a topic, build a room around social media marketing or build a room about how to use Clubhouse, build a room around farming, whatever you want. And then other people can come jump in and it's like a giant panel, but it's very interactive. It's all voice. There's no video. Um, nothing's recorded. It's no actually private messages uh, to record it. There's no private messages, just rooms and people jump in, have conversations and leave. So it's like if you rolled into a party or like a networking event and then you walked in, if you weren't part of that conversation before you walked in the room, you don't know what happened. Same thing is going to happen in Clubhouse. There's no way to go back and listen to a previous conversation. It'll be interesting um, to see how they evolve. Yeah, it will because it's still relatively fresh. But it's been out. It came out earlier this year or last year now. <laughs> earlier uh, this year. It you came out, I believe it came out like early to mid-2020, but it's gotten super hot over the holidays yep. um, and in the beginning of 2021. So it's been cool. Um, I know we're going to dive into it. Uh, we have our event, so I know that this is probably going to air after our event, but I still share it. So we're recording this today on Monday. Uh, we have a huge event that's happening on Wednesday, and what we're going to do is run a clubhouse room the following day after the event for everybody who attended the Hot Seat Mastermind, the Be Different Hot Seat Mastermind, and we're going to run a recap room. So now everybody who is part of the Mastermind, which there should be you know, throughout the course of the day, a few thousand people popping in and out of our event, the next day we're going to run a room where everybody can pop in and now share all their takeaways and maybe ask some follow-up questions um, over the event, which is an eight-hour event that's happening. So that's, you know, one way to use it is like a recap of an event where people can do it. Um, people can pop in and mastermind and, and just um, mastermind around different topics. So it's like, you know, if I'm thinking about how do I get value out of Clubhouse, if I want to, let's say – learn about branding and real estate, guess what you should do is start a freaking room in Clubhouse called How to Brand in Real Estate in 2021. And just you start the room and people are just gonna join. It's just natural, like it's so easy right now to get an audience. And now all you could do is just moderate and you could just field the questions and you don't even have to say shit. But yep. you look like a badass because you're moderating the conversation. So now what's beautiful is you're learning about brand while building your brand at the same time. Like it's it's killer. Yeah, and it's it's cool to see it evolve and kind of how each room kind of grows and how people figure it out. It's it's a cool app. Yep. 
So uh, I think that's going to be hot on social this year. Um, what about think, TikTok? Um, I've never been in it, and I'm never going to get into it. I think. Are um, you afraid of China? Yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> no, I think Instagram is, you know, Reels is, they're putting so much attention on Reels that, and, and I know people like Zach, for example, he'll tell you this too. He's, he's super hot on TikTok, but, and he has way less followers on Insta, but if he puts the same video on TikTok and Insta, he's going to get more traction on Insta than TikTok. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're already seeing a degradation of viewership on TikTok. Why do you want to go post there? Um, when you could be on Instagram where you already have your audience. And we all know that the audience is still younger. Now, yes, has it aged up on TikTok for sure, mm-hmm. but that is still a very young audience. If I'm deciding which audience do I want to play with, do I want to play with Gen Z, Gen Y, or Gen X? Mm-hmm. Like Gen Y is the Instagram platform. That's where I want to play because the millennials are the biggest buyers of homes right now and millennials are the primary user on Insta. So I want to go where my audience is. And so that's where I believe the... Uh, attention should be placed right now. So let's talk about Instagram. That's one one real big push I'm going to make for 2021 is cleaning our shit up and making it more uh, an actual place that, that that people want to go visit. So one of the things that we're going to really push harder for is definitely more of that brand play, more of that longer form copy, um, focusing more on our agents, on the stories of our clients, and less so on this house sold, this infographic, this house sold, this infographic, and really go harder with the personal stories, the people, that sort of stuff. So we're working on, um, the media team and I have been talking about doing photo shoots with the agents to where we can spend an hour with them, knock out 20, 30 photos, and that gives us content we can post about them all year. Um, And I think we're going to start with the core value um, winners because we already have a ton of uh, long-form content of what other people said about them. Love that. So that's where we're, really, we're going to push hard there. Facebook, one new thing I've been trying, I wanted to share with you that I love the idea. It's not working great in execution yet. I've started with uh, two of our agents, Deanne and Clayton. And what I did is I exported their list out of Follow Up Boss with their permission, uploaded it into Facebook audience, and ran some videos directly to their sphere. The problem I'm running in, because in my head that works really great. The problem is, one has 750, one has 1,100 people in follow-up boss. It's not matching very well to Facebook. So we're getting, even spending $10 over four days, we're getting a frequency of three or four per video view or per video. So I think what we're going to do is still try this out, but maybe add in um, their sphere plus maybe everyone in the pond or something like that. Um, because again, building that brand of seeing them over and over and over again is really something I want to focus more on. And, and that way, instead of saying, okay, here's our video and putting $10 behind it to people in San Diego, being nice and broad like Facebook wants us to be, being more Why specific. Why not just focus on company brand as opposed to trying to brand those individual agents? So, my, so we are focusing on company brand, but when they do their green screen video, I want that to go to their sphere as well. Does that make sense? I think that would be better emailed out. I think if you're doing all the retargeting, focus on the brand brand, and then the leads that are specific to those agents, then run email campaigns to those. Okay. Because you, you just don't have a big enough audience, as you mentioned. Yeah, it's, it's it too small. It doesn't even work. Yeah. So take all of our audience, run whistle brand at them, but a lot and of the then stuff... supplement it with individual agent brand in email. 
Okay. That's my thought. Because you're already saying there's not enough people, so there's no point. Why do you want to run ads of an agent to a lead that that agent's not assigned to because they've never even heard of that agent no, but before? No, they are assigned to him. But they're you said the, the pond ones. Yeah, I was thinking maybe there too. But then that wouldn't make sense because then that lead is in the pond. He's never had any interaction with that agent. So now it's just some random realtor as opposed to everybody who's in the pond has had some interaction with Whistle. Why not run Whistle branding at them yep. in the retargeting? Yep. And then the people who've had interaction with the agents run like email video campaigns at them. Did you go that route? I don't know how we would do the email setup. Good. We'll okay. Make it happen. I guess we could do it through their follow-up hustle. Pretty much. Cool. Got you. Cool. Um, the other one that I want to be really big on in 2021 uh, is really going harder on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So my buddies Jackson and Jesse over at the Channel Junkies, those guys have definitely inspired me to do uh, some more different kind of community-driven videos. Um, the stuff that those guys are putting out is awesome. My wife and I have been exploring areas where if we were ever to move, like where would we go? And some of their channels have actually been like super helpful, right? As I'm exploring like, hey, could I ever move to Washington? Could I move to Nevada? Could I move to Tennessee? Like, could I move to no. one of these areas um, <laughs> ever, right? No state tax, especially as California goes up to 16.8 pretty soon. Um, could I ever move to one of these areas? And I find myself, I watch one video and then I'm like, wow, that was really good. And I watch another and I watch another, like I get it. So uh, those guys have definitely inspired me with their videos. So we're, I want to do, you know, some more, uh, community explainer type videos and talking about the pros and cons of living in this area um, and comparing this area to that area, um, all those types of things. I want to start doing more of those. And then I want to do nope. that entire series. No. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm holding up my beautiful iPhone 12. Uh, I just want to shoot the entire thing off of an iPhone. No. So we, I thought about it. I, 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 I was. I'm going to shoot my part. If you want to add some B-roll that's yes. fancy, whatever. I, I'm good with that. I, well, I was talking to Tom, and Tom was very anti. He goes, dude, I went to fucking film school, and now we're going to be filming with an iPhone. And then I was like, dude, you can do some cool stuff with an iPhone. And so I think I convinced him. He's like, all right, cool. I watched these videos, and I'm, I'm excited about the iPhone. I'm like, we've got $100,000 worth of gear that we're not going to use. So I think we've been kind of, the media team has been working on a Monday board and building out kind of, ideas for what we're going to talk about and we've been building stuff out ready to run through with you um but i think maybe we work on our frequency of posting maybe you do one that's iphone only and that can be wherever you want to be however you want to do it and we can tweak it and edit it whatever but then i think i want to do one where we use you know all the gear that we have acquired and come to know and use and buy it for a reason um because if you're going to talk about cool places and we're <coughs> i want to show depth of field and slow-mo and all that sort of stuff so, on these my does stuff. it make you uncomfortable to think about just using this little no not at iPhone? all i just we just filmed a video just on my iphone um but to to <laughs> add the creativity to it and using and letting me get ex or uh excuses to buy more gear so we'll talk about it more i know what you want to do I'm i want to prove a point that you don't need any of that shit i know and i think we could do that with <laughs> uh targeted videos i don't think we have to do our entire series on an iphone and editing an iphone unless, we all get iPhone 12. unless you get the whole media team iphone 12s 
or we can borrow your iPhone for a day when we film the, the B-roll. <laughs> you cool with that? No, sure, of I'll course he's not. Swap it into my old one. Of it's course fine. he's not. Uh, but yeah, I want to do YouTube. I think is just an untapped resource. It's much more of a blue ocean than a red ocean. I think Facebook and Insta are definitely red oceans. There's so much content that's created there. There's way less content on YouTube and YouTube specific content. So uh, that's going to be another focus this year. Cool. Longer right. form videos too. Yeah, like 20 minute videos. 10 minute videos. <laughs> See, that's the thing. If I shoot it on here, we don't have to do a lot of editing. If you wanted to go your route, it's a lot of editing. Hey, if we want to go straight with it, I'm fine with it. We'll see. <laughs> cool. Well, hopefully that gave you a little insight into some of the stuff we're working on in, in 2021. Um, I can't stress enough the importance of brand, I think, is so huge. Um, I think Instagram, specifically Reels, is a really big opportunity right now. And then Clubhouse. Um, I don't know if it's going to last a long time. It might be a flash in the pan. It might last a long time. But I think there's so much value. I mean, to be in a room full of billionaires just having casual conversation, that's valuable in itself. But if I can do that while building brands simultaneously, that's like the ultimate no-brainer. And one thing that I heard uh, in one of the groups from Sharon, who love that guy, it's genius, um, is he talks about as you build your audience in each place, your audience will, not 100%, but will move with you from, from platform to platform. So even if it's not going to be around for 10 years, the fact that it's around now and getting uh, activity now, it's a great way to start building relationships that then you can move you can move very easily from Clubhouse over to Instagram. So, Cool. All right. Well, hopefully you guys got a lot of value out of that. The way we like to wrap up the show is to share something we refer to as the whistle widget of the week. That's something that we utilize in our business that saves us time, makes us more money, or just helps us have more fun. What do you got for us today, Brian? Uh, I think we might have done this. I don't know. Yeah. If we, oh, have we done it? Uh, I think we've done this. Is this anyway. something stupid you put around your neck and attach your phone to? <laughs> is it that? No, and no? that's cool. So okay. shut up. This is a camera tool that I use that we cannot connect to the phone um, to get more uh, zoom, get more reach on our cameras. I pulled this out today because I was talking with um, Chad, one of our photographers, and he's doing some video in Point Loma, and I want to get him some, some stuff of surfers and that sort of stuff, but... I don't know if you know about surfing, but you're usually not in the water with them when you're filming. At least that's not how we roll. So this guy right here is a teleconverter. And what that does is it basically uh, doubles the length of any lens you put on it. So I'm going to camera nerd speak again. Uh, the bigger the number, the more reach it has. I have a 200 millimeter lens. When you put this guy on it, it turns it into a 400 millimeter lens. So it gives you a lot more zoom um, to keep that higher quality when uh, filming videos. So uh, I, I like my teleconverter. Don't use it very often, but it's a really good tool to have in the bag when you need it. So yeah, Tom just asked what the f-stop is. With the two times teleconverter on Canon, it, uh, you lose one, uh, actually two stops of light. So what that means is if you're shooting, again, we're going really camera nerdy here, but you go from f2.8 to f5.6. So you can't use it in really low light situations, but again, filming surfers 10 o'clock in the morning, you'll have plenty of light if it's daylight out. So, okay. yeah. Cool. Uh, the you one that I've cool. got for you today. <laughs> so uh, at the end of December, Dan Beer and I did a business planning workshop uh, where we did a four hour event going super deep on how to build out the exact business plan that we use in our businesses. Um, for perspective, Dan and I did over 13 million in GCI this year combined. So 
Um, I feel like these business plans are pretty effective um, in, in running large size businesses. And so we shared all of that in a webinar. And my widget of the week that I talked about for sharing that was Webinar Jam, which is a fantastic webinar platform. The widget that I want to share with you today is another component that's um, available through the same service is called Ever Webinar. And so what's cool with Ever Webinar is we could take the rep webinar we did live. Now we can offer that webinar up as a recorded option so that people who missed out on the live version can still go and register and get a, a, a recorded version of it. And then what's cool is from a marketing perspective, right? We, there's um, the importance of utilizing like time and scarcity in marketing. And so when people go on there, it'll actually, you could set all kinds of parameters and say, hey, when somebody lands on this page, tell them the next webinar starts in 20 minutes. It doesn't matter if they go on there. Well, now there are some guidelines you could set, um, but they could go on there at 8 a.m. or they could go on there at like 4 p.m. And guess what? The next webinar starts in 20 minutes, no matter when it is. Um, so you can give them an option of, hey, the next one is in 20 minutes. You could say, or you could come on tomorrow at 10 a.m. or you could come on Wednesday at you know, 12 p.m. Which one works best for you? And then people can register. Now they get access to the recorded webinar. We get their contact information so that we can market to them later and they get the webinar that they wanted. So it's a really cool service where you could just record a webinar one time, put it up on every webinar, make it appear as though somebody's registering for an upcoming webinar, even though it's actually your recorded webinar. And there's all kinds of sneaky features built into the back end where you can preload comments, and questions and do all kinds of cool stuff and engage people with polls. Um, it's a really cool service. So Ever Webinar is my widget for the week. Cool. All right, guys. Well, hopefully you got a lot of value out of the show. If you did, we'd really appreciate it if you're listening on a podcast platform, hook us up with a review on there. And if you're watching us on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. Uh, hit that subscribe button and the little bell to get notified of future episodes of the show. And again, if you have a question you want to have us answer on a future episode of the show, go to thewhistleway.com. You can also join our Facebook group, um, subscribe to the podcast, the YouTube channel, join our referral network, and find out about our upcoming Media Mayor Mastermind online events. Cool, cool. That's what we got for you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Whistleway Podcast. See you guys next week.